Welcome to the Gifted Life Podcast, where we have conversations about organ, tissue, and eye donation. I'm Lori Steele. I'm Joey Boudreaux. I'm Sally Gentry. And we are smiling blue and green, right? Yes, That's we right. are. What is today? Blue and green, green day. day. Blue and green day. Hashtag blue, green day. Hashtag blue, green day. It is the day. I'm so excited, right? Yes, This is you the day are. for organ, <laughs> tissue, and eye donation, right? Yes. Not only in our state, but all of our partners across the country. But in Louisiana, we have some special things happening. So, Keep your eyes peeled because we have some very important Louisiana landmarks going up in blue and green. Exciting? Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's good stuff. So the governor's mansion, Smoothie King's Center too. Yes. So and uh, St. Joe's Plantation has some churches going up in blue and green. Uh, The Light Center in the Lafayette area. Yes. Beautiful. All to honor our donors. Celebrate life to get people talking about donation today. Right? That's what we try to do. We're going to have partners all day. Plus, social media is going to be on fire, right? So that's where we ask you, you if you're listening, (laughs) to take pictures in blue and green. Be creative. Some people have blue and green hair. Joey did nails. My nails. Yeah, he did that. Do it again Uh, this year. Sally is already dressed up in her blue and green. We love that. Yeah. Right? Some have pets that they love, and they have the blue and green bow tie. Others are into plants, so they do blue and green all these beautiful colors, but remember, the goal behind it is to get people talking about organ tissue and eye donation, hopefully inspiring them to say yes to donation. So today's the day. Join us. We're going to tell you how to follow our social media feeds because we want to see what you're doing, where you are. You don't have to be in Louisiana, right? No, you don't. Partners, all one goal, making life happen. Also in this podcast, pretty neat because you get an insight into our Louisiana families, our donor families, those that are honoring heroes and saying yes. So you get to hear from them today. Yeah, as we do every year, we like to bring donor families together to mingle with each other, get to know one another, get to know our staff. And actually, it's one of the brainchilds of our own Sally, right, Sal? Yes, yes. It's great. I mean, it's just wonderful for the families to come and be with other folks that they can talk to about their loved one and what they've experienced, what's going on for them. And it's truly a celebration of their loved one's life. And I think it's very uplifting for not Mm -hmm. only the families, Mm -hmm. but for us too. Seeing the smiles and and knowing how proud they are that their loved one was a donor. So it's a great time. And what we're talking about is our donor family picnic. And I love that we are a part of these families. And you'll hear it for yourself coming up on this episode of The Gifted Life. That and more, guys. It's incredible. But look, we need you. We want more people tuning in to these conversations. It's not about us. It's about donation. And it's about honoring those heroes, celebrating life. We're easy to find. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. And now you can even find us on thegiftedlife.org. Yes, we talked about Blue and Green Day, social media. What did I say was going to happen on social media today? It was going to be Blue on fire. <laughs> on fire. <laughs> that's good. That's You were listening, so that that's a plus. All right, so Facebook or Donate Life Louisiana. Instagram and Twitter, 
at Donate Life LA. Post your pictures. Be a part of the plan to save more lives. You can do it. And we have this hotline, Sal. Yes, we do. It's 504-648-3477. So you can work the phones as well. Share your stories with us so that other people can be inspired because we want to make life happen. You're on our team. So let's get this party started, right? All right. we're on No? Okay, we're going to work on that, guys. More to come here on The Gifted Life. On this episode of The Gifted Life, you get a behind-the-scenes look, if you will, at our annual event to honor donors. It's the Donor Family Picnic um, held at Global Wildlife. Lots in attendance. It's gone through a transition over the years, mm-hmm. thanks to Sally, but lots of people in attendance because we, we listened to what they wanted. Yeah, absolutely. I think we had over 2,000 people that attended the yeah. picnic. Really great way to visit with families. Yeah, it's one of our favorite. As, as Lopa staff, we get to interact with the families. They have an opportunity to have good conversations with other donor family members and, of course, our staff. And our staff really enjoys that. And most of the staff says that this is their favorite day of the year. You know, so we thought that you guys would want to hear. So let's take a listen. Hello, everyone. Lori Steele here and Sally Gentry of the Gifted Life podcast, actually on location. This is pretty nice, Sal. Oh, yes, it is. Global Wildlife Management. We have a lot of families today celebrating their loved one's life. Yeah, it turned out to be a a good weather day as well. Um, How many people would you say? Oh, I'm thinking somewhere around 2,100 or so. My goodness, lots of people here. Um, We're seeing lots of shirts with designs on them. Um, And we had to stop and talk to Miss Elizabeth because of the design that's on her shirt. And turns out she's a donor mom. And she's here to honor her son, Gerald. So how are you, Miss Elizabeth? I'm fine. Yeah, we appreciate you joining us here on The Gifted Life and for being willing to share your story. So uh, tell us about your shirt here. Obviously caught my eye. I love it. A lot of love, I think, went into it. Yes. My daughter, myself, I have a set of twin girls. We designed the shirts Mm -hmm. and we made the shirts. We have a company. We started up a company a year and a half ago. Every year that we come, we make a new design. Yeah. So oh, I like that. Okay. New. Yeah. Yeah. So it has Gerald's picture. It has the angel wings. wings. Um, it has his birthday uh, year and then uh, death date. It says Gerald Prophet. Your wings were ready, but our hearts were not. And we yes. hear a lot about that here um, at the picnic. So we want to know about Gerald. Obviously, you're so proud of him. Look at that smile. His yes. daughter is here running around at Global Wildlife. So um, tell and us a about handsome Gerald. young man. I'm like, yeah, my goodness, got my attention for sure. Yes, Gerald. Gerald is actually our oldest. We have a total of four, two boys, and we have a set of twin girls. The girls help me design the shirts every year. But Gerald, being the oldest, he was just outgoing, just brought everybody together. We would do uh, family gatherings. We have family fun day where we do, and he would be the one, oh, yeah, I know y'all coming, you know, everybody's (laughs) coming, you know, he'd get everybody together. Look how she's lighting up talking (laughs) about him. That's one of my favorite parts. So he was 27. He was 27. Um, I had to do a balloon art for his cousin, baby shower, and um, he was invited also, so he came. And um, I actually had left and was headed home and got a phone call. He drives a motorcycle. He had wrecked his motorcycle. And so by the time I got back, he was in the ambulance and 
he coded on the way to the hospital. They didn't pronounce him dead until after he was at the hospital because they were still trying to uh, revive him. So that was Mm -hmm. in 2015. Yes, it was a week after his birthday. Oh, Oh my goodness. If we fast forward to 2018, we know that he's a hero. Yes. Like what a legacy was left. And he had decided that he wanted to be a hero, right? You yes. said that he made a decision for himself about organ eye right. and tissue donation. So tell us about that. When he got his license, um, you know, he told them that he wanted to be a donor. So he has it on his license. I think everybody in the family kind of has it on their license. Yeah. And we were talking a lot of families meet their recipients. Right. Right. So um, I have not had the okay. chance to meet the recipients. Like I said, this is actually our third year last year. Me and my daughters talked about getting more involved. Uh, we wanted to do the uh, the square. We just hadn't got a chance because they're kind of like the part. Well, let's make his daughter a quilt with all of his pictures oh, on it. That'd be nice. So I love your little family. I like these ideas. Yeah. Like that. So, yeah. So let me ask you, have you written to the recipients yet? Or I have not, not written. Um, we really, I, I'm just starting so to get involved. So you think involved. that's something you might want to do? Uh, yes. Okay, because you know, we'd, we'd love to help you do that, and we can get them out to the recipient's transplant centers. All right. Yeah, and that's one of that the great things about this day is because you have all the people who work for LOPA and all the people that can help make that happen here today, which is incredible. So you said this was your third um, picnic. We try to yes. make it uh, in this type of environment. So we noticed that you, your husband... Um, Gerald's daughters here. Tell us about what this day is for you, because obviously you made it a priority to be here, the family. Yes. Um, but what is this day like for you and, and this environment? What does it do for your, your fam? It is, um, everybody's kind of busy and running around, um, you know, because all of the kids are grown. Yeah. And um, so it's, it's just a way for us to really just kind of come together and do something together, yes. you know, in his remembrance. Celebrating oh, his nice. life, huh? yeah, 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 and then and then I love that everybody has those t-shirts on. I right. know Papa's <laughs> around, proud too, wearing that shirt. Yeah, big smile that. over there. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. we appreciate and, you coming and, and being part even, of our family. Yeah, and we even have his uh, niece, which is <laughs> I think she's three months. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> and she also has her shirt. Oh, so that's great. That was the good thing about us making. Well, when we you can have make a business, small as yeah. we can. So. <laughs> Me and you're gonna yeah. talk later, Miss Elizabeth. But we appreciate you guys coming. We appreciate you keeping Gerald's memory alive. Yes. We love the shirts and we love uh, the things that you do and that you're part of our, our Lopa family. So thank, thank you. you so much for taking the time. No problem. Thank you. you and enjoy day. yourself. Right. Yes. We always do. Great. <laughs> so we actually had a chance today to visit um, with Gerald's daughter, three years old. And here's what she had to say so precious about her daddy. I love it. Now, who is this handsome guy on your shirt? My daddy. He wrecked his motorcycle. He wrecked his motorcycle? He's a hero. Lori Steele and Sally Gentry here at the Donor Family Picnic at the beautiful Global Wildlife. Beautiful day, Sally. Oh, absolutely. And look at all these folks. You can hear the kids in the background (laughs) having a great time. I know. And so many stories that we're hearing. uh, They're tugging at the heartstrings, but uh, we're seeing smiles behind these uh, stories because of the reason that we're here today, and that's to honor our heroes. This was designed to to do what? To celebrate their lives. Celebrate lives. And today uh, we're celebrating the life of Clark. 
America's mom, Melissa, joins us now. Hey, Miss Melissa. Hello. So this is not an easy story to tell. You've probably seen it on our social media sites. We wanted to bring it to our podcast audience. But Melissa and her husband, Ryan DeSalle, uh, are in the Lafayette area. And the first neonatal flag raising happened in honor of Clark. So the first, when we say the first, not only in the state, but across the nation that we're aware of. So that means mom is forward thinking that she has a big heart um, and that Clark is quite the hero. So um, I know that you and Sally were, were talking, so bring us back. You're pregnant. You're anticipating this uh, second pregnancy because Clark has a big sissy, yes. right? Two yes. and a half year old. What's her name? Two and a half. Uh, Olivia. Olivia. All right. So um, you have a, a second pregnancy. Things are, are going well. You go to 16 week checkup. Yeah. And then what were you told, Miss Melissa? We were actually um, only having an ultrasound that day to find out the sex of the baby. Um, mm-hmm. We had found out for our daughter and we wanted to do the same this time around. Yeah. Um, obviously with some hopes that maybe it would be a boy, you know, one of each is always, yeah. uh, you know, kind of a dream, I guess. Um, so we went into that appointment feeling like everything was normal. I had not, hadn't had any real um, symptoms or anything different than my first pregnancy. Um, and once that ultrasound started, the ultrasound tech uh, kind of started to cough and excused herself from the room. I really didn't think much of it. Um, my husband, though, kind of questioned, is she um, excusing herself because she's coughing or is she excusing herself because something's wrong? So Instincts we, kicking in, yes, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, so we waited for what seemed like forever for her to come back. Mm-hmm. And when she came back in, the doctor was with her. Uh, and so being that it wasn't our first pregnancy, we knew at that mm-hmm. point that something was wrong. Uh, they started asking a lot of questions about my uh, health history throughout the beginning of the pregnancy, if anything had gone on, um, and eventually told us that they didn't see um, the skull and brain development for the time period that they would expect to for that 16-week Oh, that must have been period. really difficult for you to hear It's that. kind of that heart-dropping moment, right. you know. Um, so uh, told us that, that they didn't see that it was normal, but couldn't really tell us anything further than that. Um, suggested that we needed to see a specialist, which we were fortunate that was scheduled for the following day. So we went into um, went home from that appointment and called our um, our parents and our immediate family and let them know what was going on, and then um, decided that we would continue to move forward like normal. Went to work the next day and waited for that um, oh my specialist goodness. appointment. Yeah, just my stomach is in knots for you. <laughs> you know, like wh- your mom, you're you're going to this appointment just thinking everything's normal, and that's not the news that you're going to receive. Right, so, right. Um, so you find out what. We found out on that specialist visit um, that he had a diagnosis of anencephaly, um, which is a neural tube defect, which means that um, the brain didn't, the neural tube didn't close when it should have, and it didn't develop the way that it should have. So um, things like spina bifida, other neural tube defects like that that are a little more common, this is one of the more rare birth defects. Oh my goodness. So um, Sally was, was talking to you because we're both an amazement at the strength of, of this couple uh, that's sitting ac- across from us. So um, I wouldn't know what next, what my brain would be thinking next, but you read this article, talked about donation mm-hmm. in this same, same night setup. Yeah. yeah. Same. And then your little heart tells you to do what? Yeah, we, um, we went home that night after the specialist appointment, and um, that was the first time that I'd ever told Ryan about the article. And so we, um, I told him what we had read and what they were planning to do. Now that couple was in Oklahoma. And so his first question was, is that something that we can do here for this baby? And so they had the same type of diagnosis. Same exact and diagnosis. Chose- 
to carry uh, the baby to yes, term. Yes, she was still pregnant donation. at the time. Okay. She, the, she had not had that baby yet, but they had worked with um, the organ donation agency mm -hmm. where they are um, to make those plans. Mm -hmm. And so you have this conversation, which not the easiest conversation to have, right, Sal? No. Yeah. It's been very difficult to have that conversation, wasn't it? And then, and then what? What happens next? You decide. This we is talked something to our doctor. Do? Yeah. yeah, we went. We um, said, let's find out more information because we knew that it was happening in another state, but we didn't know if it was happening here. Mm -hmm. um, it was nothing that we had ever heard about before reading that article, and so we discussed with our OBGYN, who also said, "I have no idea. I've never, <laughs> uh, I've never had anybody. Not that they hadn't seen the diagnosis before, but they had never had anyone inquire mm -hmm. about organ and tissue donation before." And so um, we kind of set out on um, a, an adventure to find out, <laughs> a journey to find out. And um, so were you like mom on a mission? Like, um, so this is my son. I felt him in my, in my tummy. So we're going to do something big here. We're going to do something to honor him. Is that what the thinking was? It or, was. Or where I mean, were we you? had a conversation after that specialist appointment of, you know, um, he's ours already. He's mm -hmm. already our baby at 16 weeks. Right. You have seen the heartbeat. You can see him moving on the ultrasound. We now know he's a boy. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't have a name at that point, but he, he was ours. Yeah. When I'm thinking, um, dad's thinking about future, about games and, and doing those kinds of things so that you could even get to this point where you say yes to donation or let's try it or let's find out. Like that's oh, it, I mean, pretty incredible. The kindness that, yeah. that that is involved with you all thinking that way to begin with is just phenomenal because I'm sure that there was part of you that was like, I just can't believe this is happening. But then to think of others at that point in time, my, my hat is off to both of you all for being so kind and really looking looking toward a future where he could help others. Mm -hmm. Just just fantastic. I think I would have been stuck. So I don't know where that strength comes from with I you guys? I think one of the first um, parts of the of that, you know, continuing conversation that we had was we have a child who is two years old yeah. who could easily be waiting for a donation of some kind. Yeah. We could be on the other side of this in a split second where we are the family that is waiting on that gift and waiting on that person to say yes. Oh my goodness. And so we have an opportunity, you know, to be that person, yeah. for, for our child to be that person. And you guys are, are younger parents. So I'm just in awe uh, of you now. So we know that there is a, a network of, of folks. Um, if you're touched by donation, we know this person, we know this cell phone, we know that cell phone. That's kind of mm -hmm. how it worked for you guys. It like was. you just started making calls we to did. see, is this a possibility for my Clark, yes. right? Yes. And so tell us that, that timeline and how that went. So I'm a social worker by profession um, in, in, at Lafayette General and Large Hospital System. Um, so we often, um, as social workers in the medical setting, are on the other side of those conversations, of that news. Um, so I was fortunate to already have um, resources yeah, to go to right, and yeah. information and, and contacts. And so um, I used one of those who is uh, Reese Gilmore, who the, the executive director of uh, Maddie's Footprints. We know her, donor mom. Yes, donor yeah. mom, which I didn't know at the time, um, but reached out to her and just kind of said, this is what we're thinking about, but we don't really know where to go. And she said, I know exactly where to go. And so you have the knowledge and the background. Yes. Of, of having that available to you, which I, I know did not make that decision easier, but at least it gave you food for thought 
of moving forward yes. rather than just kind of stuck there at that right, point. Right. Uh, we had a lot of questions, but I knew that we would be able to find the wow, information that yeah. we needed and get the answers that we needed. So fast forward, you get in touch with Lopa's neonatal expert, and that's Laura, mm-hmm. um, who's here at the picnic today playing with Olivia. She's playing with Olivia here. <laughs> and, um, and so you had that conversation. Tell us how that went and then carry us through to delivery day. The initial conversation, she gave us um, a lot of uh, some links to some resources to look at, um, a purposeful gift, which um, became kind of a go-to guide for us, um, who is uh, Bethany Conkle out of Ohio. Mm -hmm. You know, her son was one of the first um, donors in the country uh, with anencephaly, and she kind of now writes a guidebook for all Mm -hmm. parents that are looking into that and is really just um, an expert on neonatal donation. So I think we read every single piece of information that we could. I bet you did, yeah. Kind of read it separately and then came back together and said, okay, what do you think? And we both said, yes, we think this is definitely something that we want to do. And so um, Laura said, call me back when you know what you want to do. And we got back in touch with them and had a meeting pretty immediately. Um, They gave us a recorder to record Clark's heartbeat at Mm -hmm. our next ultrasound that we later had uh, put into a bear for Olivia mm-hmm. at a um, Build-A-Bear. We did that for Father's Day um, and had that put in and then um, you know, involved our medical team and kind of got everybody on the same page because our physicians really didn't know yeah. if this was an option or what they would need to do if anything special would need to happen. But everybody that we had on our team at that point um, was you know, 100% in and wanted to make this happen. The hospital was totally on board. Of course, it was new for them. They had never, while they're great partners with LOPA, a neonatal donation was not something that they had ever done. Right. And so um, it was kind of new territory for everybody, but they were all very open and willing to figure it out with us. So I remember um, when Clark was born, just seeing these beautiful pictures that you guys, again, decided, let's share these pictures with everyone. And, and I was in awe sitting back in uh, Denham Springs, like, oh my goodness, right? But but you allowed that. And, and I'm, I'm just thinking of the lives that you touched because obviously people clicked on that story. They read your story. Um, but tell us how, how that day went for you as a mom after making that decision. Um, of course, there's a lot of anxiety. I think anytime when you're going in to deliver a baby, whether you know what the outcome is going mm. to be or not, um, whether you go home with a healthy child, there's still just some apprehension of how things are going to go. Um, we ended up with a very long labor. Uh, I labored for Clark for about three days before he made his arrival, mm. but it was very calm. We had a lot of family around. Um, there was a lot of smiles, a lot of laughs. Uh, Olivia kept everyone very well entertained. <laughs> and And, um, you know, of course, once he was born, there were tears, but there was also a lot of joy that we were getting to meet him and have some time with him. You know, Um, I shared in one of the interviews that we did before that one of the biggest concerns or fears that I had going into it was that I would physically not want to let him go. Yeah. Yeah. And when the moment came, I couldn't wait for our family. Mm -hmm to share that time with him. Mm-hmm. 
My goodness. Well, those pictures are powerful. We actually have a link on our uh, LOPA website, lopa.org, for a neonatal donation. Um, and you can read about it and you can learn, just like Melissa and Ryan DeSell did. Um, but Clark is a hero, right? Um, so what do we know? So we know that um, he was able to donate. Yes. Um, and so have you gotten any feedback or response or anything like that of, of those gifts from him? So his donations were all for research. Mm -hmm. um, he was able to donate his lungs, his thymus, and his spleen for research. We did get um, a letter from one of the researchers um, who is handling the lung donation um, that it's being used to do some lung mapping for um, babies in the neonatal intensive yeah. care units. Um, to hopefully prevent chronic lung disease later in life yeah. for those premature babies. So little Clark, a little hero, right? So, um, so what do we tell Olivia about Clark? What do we? Olivia was um, much more aware of everything. <laughs> She's right, right here, here mom. <laughs> much more aware than we probably expected. Um, but she was there the day that he was born. She held him. She kissed him. She loved on oh. him. Oh, she my. talks about him all the time. Yeah. Um, she knows That's that sweet. he is uh, was here. We love him. He is in heaven. You know, she um, she knows that she's a big sister. <gasps> oh, I love that. She shirt. wore that in the hospital when he was born. Olivia, can you, you think you can talk in there and tell us your whole name? Tell her what your name is. I. Uh, my name is Olivia. Oh, that was awesome. Wow. Hey, what's your brother's name? Can you tell us your brother's name? Clark. Clark. Clark, Clark is a hero. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> You're a star, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Olivia, you have the cutest little thing. Can you tell her thank you? You guys are, are good little parents, guys. All right, so today we're at Global Wildlife. It's a day to honor these heroes, to celebrate life. So what's the feeling about how this day is unfolding for your little unit, your it's family? It's been unit? amazing. This is our first um, time here, first experience with this. But um, it's awesome to see all these families here together. Um, you know, we told Olivia that we were coming to a party to celebrate Clark. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, and that's exactly what it feels uh, like and what a great party it is. Uh, really glad we you all came. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for sharing your story. We know it's not easy. Um, we know that it's fairly new, so um, there is it, it is going to be emotional. Um, but I do see your smile when we talk about Clark. You light up when you talk about your children. I yes. love that. Um, we love that you were forward thinkers and wanting to, to learn about donation and mm -hmm. that you continue to pay it forward. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. You did a sell. Thanks. Have a very special guest with us, huh, Lori? That's right, Melinda Bennett. Hey, ma'am. Hey. <laughs> You're a stranger to me. I don't even know you. Kidding, really? kidding, kidding. We go way back. <laughs> we go way back. Way to back. my first days at Lopa, you were my first donor family Yay. that I that oh, I dealt with, which was really? incredible. Yeah. Oh. But I love the smile. I love how she lights up when she talks about her guy, Antonio Bennett. So you are a donor mom. Yes, I am. Which is the reason that, that you're here. But the spirit that you possess, when you talk about it, I think people listen um, about organized tissue donation because of how, how you portray it. So your son is a hero. Yes, yes, he is. He's yes. very much a hero. Yeah, so tell mm -hmm. us about Antonio. Get every, Let everybody know about him. Okay, he was... Handsome, a, number one, right? <laughs> uh, son, number one. Handsome, yeah. yes. Yes, handsome, handsome. And um, he loved life, and he loved music, and it was just... Um, I mean, I really, you know, talked about them about organ donation because I am a recipient. 
I have two corneas that was transplanted to me. Yes. Oh, wow. So that's, that's why great. this story is such a good story because I talked to my two older kids about that, and that was one of the things I told them, say, you must do that because without that, I would be blind today. Yes, I received. Yes. We must give. Yeah. Yes. And so it, when they came up to me when he passed away, it was like, you don't have to explain. I already know. It's a yes. And that was it's fascinating yes. to me, Sally, when I met this family um, in 2010 going into 2011 because it was donation is what you should do. It's a gift, right? And so I received, he gave, he's a hero. I mean, it, for this family, it was so oh, simple. Yeah. Nothing to think about, really. Yeah. And yeah. I know at the time that you have to ask, it's a hard thing. Yeah. It's a hard thing for some families. And I just, I was... I'm just glad that I was able to do this for other families. Yeah. Because to see the other families, because I actually met both kidney recipients. Mm, yeah. And oh, Kathy wonderful. has to that's see great. me all the time. Christina, <laughs> oh my God, I come back and she's like, where are you at? I got to come see you. I got to yeah. come see you. <laughs> and she surprised me with the other donor, uh, the recipient. Yeah. And the family was just so grateful. And it's to see them how grateful they are and how thankful and they're just like what can we do for you like you've given us all this what can we do for you and I'm like just live just live Mm -hmm. life because I know Antonio wanted to live life Mm. to the fullest as long as they do that I'm happy you really came full circle then from you receiving cornea donation and then for Antonia being able to help these folks, wow, that's that's just that's great. awesome. I just yeah. think it's awesome. I, I, I don't great. know. I just get all excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got an education it. from your family because I was into donation. I had the heart of my license. You should do it. It's just the right thing to do. And then I'm like living it with you and yes. walking that walk yes, with you um, because we were so close. <laughs> because um, he was a floor graph um, honoree in the Rose Parade back in 2011. Yes. So I got to hear, I got to meet everything. everything, the, the oh, recipients. Yeah, the first meet. So, I mean, it was so All close to my heart. Huh? Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And it's such a wonderful thing. I mean, I, to me, that's an honor yeah. to be picked, to get on that, get a floor graph on that float. It yeah. is such an honor. And we were and joking so around. I'm so excited when I get other people to go. You know, it's like, oh, I can't wait to tell you how good it is. Yeah. But, and we were joking around before we started, but when we say floor graph, like me and you, we, we know what a floor graph is. But maybe not everybody knows what the floor graph is. But anyway, they took Antonio's image, a picture of Antonio. And because it's the Rose Parade, it was all plant uh, and flower materials. Material. And his image was made in all those. And so they sent us the floor graph, which was basically his image made in plant materials. And then you got to finish it. We got to finish it So you got to finish the eyebrows Eyebrows and things. So we had a media nose. Yes. Uh, The handsome guy. Like, you picked the right picture because that came out just, you know, perfectly. And then you... Did you go? Yes. Yeah. We did go. It was uh, my daughter. and So you went to California. We went to California, Mm -hmm. and my husband and we went, and we got treated. I mean, it was just an awesome trip. I mean, the people were so loving, just just everything, and just being able to see it up there. Yeah. When we were sitting with all the Florograph fans, I always have to tell this story. And during the judging, we got to sit out, and we're watching the judging, and everybody's in tears. You got to be quiet. You can't make a sound. Mm-hmm. And every, just the feeling and the, just the atmosphere. Everybody was just in tears. Mm. Oh, what a proud this, moment yes, for you. It was like, yes. oh, my God, look at this. Look at this. And one of the parents was like, you know what? 
just just makes this a little bit easier. Yeah. When you can see how people are so just grateful and thankful and you know that you know you did this and so mm-hmm. and, and millions and, and, got to see him i was watching from little old louisiana while you guys were in, in california watching it in person so and it's so good and, and you see um how uplifting she is oh, because absolutely. she is so comfortable yeah. um, with donations so when we talk about it when you tell your story like it's easy for people to gravitate um toward mm-hmm. you one of the things i'm proud of sally is that we try to make these um picnics bigger and, and better every year for our families mm-hmm. you actually moved away from us I'm, I, I'm actually upset with you, but <laughs> she moved to the Lone Star State, great old Texas. I'm still the but, boot in the... There but, you but, go. but where are, where are you today? Corpus Christi, Texas. Yeah, and, and then today, you're... Today, I am here. In Louisiana. In Louisiana. So she, she came back, Sal. A yes, long drive. Back. You came back for this. Eight-hour drive. For this. Just for this. this. Why is this so important to you, this donor family picnic? You know, it's like because of the family atmosphere, because of the love and just being a part of Lopa family, I miss it. Yeah. I miss we it miss so you. Much. We miss and you. And I know that. And it's like <laughs> you know for that. y'all to do this, I mean, it, it just shows how, you know, we thankful. Wanna... I mean, you know, it's just honoring him, Absolutely. honoring all like, these yeah. families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and the families, I mean, we need that. We yeah. need that love. We need that, you know. And it just makes us just, I mean, it just feels wonderful yeah. to be a part of it. And, and yeah. we just, really feel good to be part of you all's experience with us, too. It really does yeah. my heart good. I know. I just wish you lived closer to me so I could still take you to my events. But, hey, hey, we'll work on that, getting you back to Louisiana. But, man, it was so great. When I saw you here, I said, I'd know. She didn't travel all the way from Texas, but you did. Yes, I did. And that's cool. So we appreciate you um, helping us spread the word no matter what state you're in uh, because it's saving more lives and we're honoring Antonio. And that's the thing that's important is to save the life. Because I actually, I got to tell the story, I'm going to get off. She's shy, but I forgot to tell you. I met a teacher (laughs) and her husband was on the transplant list. Okay. And he didn't. Oh. He died a week before. (gasps) They had someone they were about to... and she saw, she said, oh, my God. She said, but her daughter was able to get, she was needing a liver, and her <gasps> daughter was able to get oh it. My and she said, yes. And she oh said, I, she said, oh, my God. She said, are you giving me chills? Yeah. Because I never talked about it with her. And she was like, oh, where are you going? And I was saying, oh, I'm, and I, when I told her where I was going, and yeah. she was like, oh, my God, really? Yeah. She said, I, I, she said, I don't know how to be thankful. She mm. said, even though I lost my husband, my daughter mm. is alive today yeah. because of it. Look at you. And so mm-hmm. I just... You know, it's like, oh, my God. You have a purpose. You have a purpose. We always talked about that. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming. I'm glad to see you back in Louisiana. Stay a couple of days. Let's do some things. (laughs) I wish that I could. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. All right. Great to see you. Thank you. Thanks for helping us save more lives. Yes. On the Gifted Life podcast, we honor our heroes. Today's hero is Andre Robinson. We learn about Andre through his family. Our hero, Andre, we lost him at such a young age, 34. He left behind two beautiful baby girls, Sophia and Aubrey, but he did the right thing and was a donor. We were always so proud of him. To the people that have a part of our Andre, we love y'all. And now we pause to say thank you to Andre for the gift of life.
our question and answer segment today. We received this question. I have signed up with the Department of Health and Hospitals Bureau of Anatomical Services in New Orleans to donate my body to science, and they have stated that I can donate my organs to you as well. I was wondering what the process was for this to happen. Do they collaborate with you in any way if I register with you? Are you both contacted at the time of death? If there is any information on the subject, please let me know. So we figured this was a great question that not only we could let this listener know about, but all of you listening as well. Yes. And so the important thing is to make sure you do register with both registries, especially ahead of time with whichever anatomical services that you uh, would like to donate to, as well as put yourself on the donation registry. In many cases, they can work with us and enable us to uh, recover and save lives through donation, as well as still be able to uh, utilize the body for research. It's an individual basis, however. Uh, Sometimes we can do both, and in some other times where they won't be able to use the body for medical education if we recovered uh, organs for transplant prior to that. So the important thing is, again, that you do register for the anatomical donation for medical education mm-hmm. early because you can't do that, you know, after death. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can't have your family do that for you. So you have to do that ahead of time. And then also that you register uh, to be an organ donor, mm-hmm. organ and tissue and eye donor. Uh, so that way, there both all options are on the table. Yeah, and this is an interesting topic. I was just at a presentation uh, with a donor mom, and this topic we stayed on for a long time because people were talking about their options because they heard about donation, wanted to go in that direction, but they had made the decision as a family to do the, the donation, the anatomical donation as well. So great information. And look, if you're looking for information, we do have links on lopa.org. Uh, for anatomical donations. So check that out. And so if you have any questions or suggestions for a topic you'd like to know more about, you can reach out to us at info at lopa.org. Episode 80 of The Gifted Life, guys. I'm just going to call it Hashtag Blue Green Day episode, The Gifted Life. You like that? I do. Because today is Blue and Green Day. You're going to see blue and green all day. And we hope that you're sharing it as well. Kind of sounded like a circus. (laughs) Yeah, almost. I'm so excited because this is the day that everybody joins with us. We do it as a team. And the end goal is to make life happen. So show us your blue and green, guys. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) You know, one of the most favorite things that uh, are at our donor family picnic was our quilts, that these are designed and made by our donor families, and then they're put into a quilt panel. Uh, And I think we just had a big, big turnout. But, you know, every year we have lots of folks who come and look at the quilt squares and reminisce and get to read the stories that they have written about their loved one with the quilt books that are there, too. Mm -hmm. And along with that, uh, one of our partners, Cryolife, ask if they could borrow one of our quilts to hang in their atrium to honor all those heroes who selflessly donated their organs and tissues. Yeah, we certainly want to thank all the donor families that showed up at the picnic, that told us their stories, and of course shared their stories here on the Gifted Life podcast. And thanks to all the other families, not only within our state in Louisiana, but but throughout all the states, who share throughout the entire year their stories of their loved ones who've also so selflessly donated. I love our families. And look, 
We're already getting blue and green on our social media feeds because they are just as excited about honoring their loved ones and celebrating life. So today's the day. Show us your blue and green, guys. Donate Life Louisiana is our Facebook page, at Donate Life LA for Instagram and Twitter. And listen, do something that you don't normally do to help us make life happen, right? So, Joey, what are you going to do? Blue, green. Blue and green. Sally is on blue and green. I'm sporting green as well. We want to see what you're going to do. And we hope that you get inspired to help us make life happen. And maybe that's signing up uh, as part of the registry, registerme.org. We appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you next time. This is a production of the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA. The Gifted Life is hosted by Lori Steele, Joey Boudreau, and Sally Gentry. Our producers are Kirsten Hines and Shalon Caraway. We are recorded, engineered, and mixed in our Metairie, Louisiana studio by Troy Perez. 